Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Dee Delaney is about to come on, ladies and gentlemen, and blow your mind about what she's experienced, her journey, challenges, traumas, trials, you know, loved ones, uh, and, and her journey, and really redefining yourself, rediscovering your soul. So definitely stay tuned. It's going to be a powerful conversation. Before that, I acknowledge you for showing up and becoming your greatest possible self. Keep showing up. Keep choosing every day to be your best. Keep choosing every day to be enough to be worthy of love, of being your best and uh, receiving everything that you desire because you are worthy, okay? Just want to really remind you of that. However, I can support you continuing your journey, whether that's continuing with one of these epic guests on the show, like Anne who just came on, like Dee who's about to come on and rock it, like really take those next steps. Take the leap. Invest in relationships. Invest in your journey. Invest in yourself. And uh, yeah, just keep showing up. That's that's my biggest encouragement is take the next step. And I love you, sending you so much love through whatever you're going through, whatever you're growing into. I believe in you and keep tuning into the 12-hour marathon and becoming your greatest possible self for all of that goodness, okay? Next up is the iTunes review of the week. This week, it's by Stephanie Zito. Stephanie says, inspired inspiring podcast. I love Chris's mission and attitude towards life. I gain a lot of great tips for self-development and running my business through this content, through this marathon and podcast. So thanks so much, Stephanie. I appreciate you. And if you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, definitely go to beyourgps.com forward slash iTunes or search greatest possible self on the Apple podcast store and give us a review. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of. And you can also get a chance to get shouted out on a future 12 hour live stream marathon. Thank you so much for tuning in and being your greatest possible self. I'm going to introduce D in just a second here. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes, be ready to receive this wisdom, be ready to be inspired and really step into your greatness especially if you've had some challenging trials, tribulations, if you're still healing, we're always healing, right? Uh, if, if something's been weighing on your heart, definitely stay tuned to this. I have a feeling it's going to be super powerful for you. So Dee Delaney is an author, mother, and a yogi, and she worked at the BBC for 14 years before the sudden and unexpected death of three partners, all young men in their 40s, which stopped her in her tracks. After struggling to make sense of life and deal with this harrowing grief, Dee surrendered to the silence and sat in quiet meditation where she listened to the sound of her soul. As she connected to the goddess within, she moved to Goa, India, where she now lives with her little boy and has just completed a trilogy of books called The Truth Is Within. Dee lives and breathes this work, and the amazing stories and experiences she writes about have taken her across India to discover the fascinating truth about who she is and her life's purpose. And we are blessed to have Dee with us today. 
And my goodness gracious, Dee, are you ready to rock the house, Superwoman? I'm hardly super, but thank you so much um, (laughs) for having me on your show. As we said, I'm in in Goa, India. Yeah. Um, I'm in a whole different day to you guys over there, (laughs) which I always find really amazing that we're connected and we're on totally the end of the world so thank you so much technology is such a miracle and the internet and what is what is possible what we're capable of so i'm um it's such a blessing you know and to have your message reach my audience and go around the world you know and we can create these amazing lives of impacting people writing books that reach people all over the world um so it's awesome d i want to hear your perspective of what does a life of greatness what does that mean to you I think it's to be authentic Mm. to yourself to be the best that you can be Mm. to wake up every morning and just try your best you know that that we can do no more than that just Mm. to try our best every single day to be of service first and foremost to yourself honor your dreams to 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 really honor your dreams and and take each day take some time out each day to check in and and kind of say am i on track what is my to recognize what your dream is first i think in the west in particular we we get into this this kind of rhythm of just without stopping and checking in Mm. Uh, and so it's so important you know to to stop Mm. to sit in silence and to say okay is this where I want to be today is this really what I want to be doing Mm. I love it I love your flow I love the peace with what you share and how you share it and I also agree that greatness is first of all you got to be able to identify what is greatness for you what does that look like what's the vision that we're bringing to life and doing our best every day we get to have a destination we get to have milestones we get to have some level of impact or serving people the world that we are aiming for right and really really showing up and and doing that so i love that d and you're also doing some amazing things in the world of uh, writing books sharing your journey and uh, making a huge impact with people in that. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, I can. So in your introduction, you said I used to live in the West and I work. I had a corporate life, um, but I I suffered the loss of three partners um, and they were all young men. The first was the father to my daughter. Mm. He died of a suicide in 2009. The second was my husband, who I was married to. He dropped down dead of a heart attack in 2010, and I have a son with him. And I had a third partner in between, who I have a child in spirit with, and he dropped down four years later. So by 2015, I'm, I'm sat with the wheels still going, thinking, oh, my God, dear, three men have died. You're surrounded by loss. You're living in the West. You can't seem to get over this harrowing grief and more keeps coming. You know, what is it? 
what is it with you? I was very much pointing the finger at me. Wow. And then one day I just surrendered. You, you hear this often with people who have had massive awakenings. And I just thought, I can't do this anymore. I can't fight this, this, this life that was pushing at me. So I sat every day in silent meditation and that's when I started to awaken to the, my soul, my inner voice who who had a different plan for me. Mm. <laughs> and, and she brought me to India where I've spent many years traveling in the East and she brought me to India to, to heal, to essentially to come to start a very new life, a bit like Eat, Pray, Love. Um, you know, I, I came to India to heal my heart and to write my first book, mm. um, which is called The Truth, My Journey to the Other Side. And it's about healing the self through the chakra system. But when I came to India, a young backpacker was brutally murdered in the tiny community where we lived. And it seemed like death had a way of following me around. And it really rocked my world. There was kind of no escaping mm. because there, there is no escaping death because it's part of life. It's just the spiral that we live in. Mm. And so I went back to England and I trained as a soul midwife, mm. which is somebody who assists with the dying. And I wrote my second book, which is called The Truth is the Art of Being, which is about the Eastern system of the Bardo, which is Tibetan wisdom. And I went to Northern India and I studied about the Bardo. And I brought together the Western system of soul midwifery. And then my third book kind of was born. And all these books, by the way, were released in just one year. There was this magical flow of energy mm. that just was giving me these, these wisdom and these books. And the third book is called The Truth Within the Heart of Love. Mm -hmm. And it's the authentic teachings of Jesus and Mary Magdalena, which is called The Way. And it's the goddess, the teachings of the goddess in terms of bringing us into our heart center. And I'm sent on a journey around India again. And I go to France and search the Holy Grail. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> So it's That's, been a while. Yes, yes. And I, I love it that you had to find this place of like meditation and centeredness to be able to go on the journey, to be able to be a clear channel for this wisdom and this divine flow to come through you, you know, these, the, these books that came through um, and so, super powerful. I'm curious, what, what did you learn about that, that death? phase in your life when that was like following you when it felt like it was following you um what did you learn about yourself in that process i think the first thing i learned and i didn't want to admit was that we're so frightened of death mm. we're so scared and i was scared i was deeply frightened and i was deeply in denial when mm. especially when my husband died that was the real catalyst and I remember going to receive his body. He died on a mountain raising money for charity, so in, mm. in Scotland. And I remember when I looked at his body laid out in the army hospital because he had to be repatriated back to England where he lived, I just went, that's not him. That's wow. not my husband. I was just shutters down because I knew it wasn't him. That was just the body. Mm. But he was still there. And death 
teaches us about the nature of reality. Mm. It teaches that we are more than this body. It teaches us that actually this existence in the physical realm is only 20% of who we are. And 80% of us is, we always go, is out there, but it's actually inside the heart. Mm. The spirit is inside your heart. And when we stop, I kind of go back, is when we sit in silence, we're journeying to the heart. We're going deep inside into the inner planes of our consciousness, which take us to places in the cosmos because the world is inside your heart. So death teaches you to become more connected to your true self, which is a limitless possibility of whatever you want it to be. Uh, That's so powerful. Um, I love that. Death is a, it's a teacher. It's a catalyst for our evolution and our growth. And I think some people have deaths, let's say early on in their life, you know, kids losing parents or siblings or something like that early on. And it causes really um, deep traumas, deep pain. Like, how could you have left me? I didn't know how to, you know, fend for myself or I wasn't ready to, to let you go yet. And, uh, what amazing contrast that that gives to someone to remember what it feels like to love, remember what it feels like to be infinite, to remember that we are not our body, we are not flesh, we are something much bigger than that and deeper than that. Um, and I also love how you said our spirit is within our heart and it's not, you know, out there, or, you know, heaven is not somewhere out there or up above. It's like, all around us that we generate from our heart, right? It's like our being from our heart that creates heaven all around us. Is that something that you've found, Dee? Yeah, the the analogy as above, so below, Mm. actually comes from Gnosticism, the Gnostics, Mm -hmm. who were the early Christians. And there are seven chakras in the body, which the energy wheels by which we vibrate. We are basically beautiful bits of energy in this Mm -hmm. body and we have three lower chakras and three higher chakras as above so below Mm. we meet at the heart and the heart is the center of the universe so the work here on earth is to clean out the lower chakras is to get them in alignment with the higher chakras And we do that. The lower chakras connect us to our past. Mm. The higher chakras connect us to almost like this future gazing. The heart is where the now lives. The heart is where you are present in the moment. Mm. And the work of the lower chakras is releasing past karma, releasing the story, your story, any grudges, social conditioning, family conditioning, letting go of fear, anything that holds you down. Mm. And the higher chakras is about your connection to your divineness, your oneness, your GPS. I call I have a GPS I write about in my third book, actually, so it's so nice that we're talking. I call it my goddess-powering system Ooh. because for me, I'm the voice of the divine feminine, which is, and there are many of us coming through now. I think we've we've been very much 
experiencing these wisdoms from a masculine voice, mm. from the males for the last 5,200 years. But now the women are coming through because our voices have been suppressed and we've been kind of locked out at the throat chakra through history. But now we're opening up and we say, no, we're here. And we bring the same wisdom, but we bring it in a softer, kinder, more nurturing voice, which is the energy, thank God, that the world has moved into now. Mm, so beautiful. Is- yeah, I, I want to hear um, what has changed about your your perspective on life since moving to India? What difference has that made for you? Yeah, so thank you. Yeah, that's a really big thing. And it comes back to the chakra system because I, when my husband died, I gave up my job and I trained as a yoga teacher mm. and I had a yoga studio. You know, many, many people will resonate with this story. I did meditation every day. I did so much work on these upper chakras. I was as high as a kite, like a fairy, like, wow. Like, wow. But I wasn't grounded. Mm. There's no point being out here if you're not reading your wisdom in your heart. And I was dreaming constantly of this life I wanted. I wanted to meet somebody new. Coming to India, physically being barefoot in the sand, in the earth of Mother India, pulled me back into myself and it grounded me. And she made me look at my story she said ah, ah, you're not running anymore you are you're going nowhere missy you are going to deal with this you're going to deal with this pain mm. there's nowhere to hide in india there's i live in a really simple life um in a tiny fishing village in south goa with a community of other holistic healers mm. there's nothing to do <laughs> there's no distraction no television no shops there's the sea the sand, you know, the veg market, that's it. So you either face your fears and Mm. deal with it or you don't and you become stuck. So that's just being present with whatever comes up, right? Yeah. For me, it was dealing with my past and my childhood and going Mm. way back. So doing the deep, deep work and, Mm. and not just in this life, I have the gift and my connection to the biblical stories I go way back to that time and before you know I'm, I'm an old soul and I come come from the temple of Isis my, I, I connect into ancient Egyptian times and the training I've had as a soul midwife links me back to these days mm-hmm. and then to the biblical story and the crucifixion and I was there and then to the witch hunts mm-hmm. I remember so I had to heal all these karmas they were I could feel the energy of these two very distinct points in my present life from the past. So I had to go back and do all of that work, which has not been easy. Mm. I want to like ask about that because this is still something I'm wanting to understand. I was talking to uh, Maximilian Webster earlier uh, about like past lives, right? And like what that, what that means and the effect that they have on us, how to clear those things. And so his explanation to me was like, it's not so much like going into a linear 
past, but it's like quantum, like going into a different life and like experiencing whatever the lesson is that you need to get there. And he talked about past life regression and experiencing that moment. Um, how have you interacted and related with your past lives so that you could, you know, connect with them and like heal that part of your identity? Okay, so first thing you and all the listeners need to remember is energy is everything. Mm. Energy is timeless and energy is only ever there in the now. Mm. And the now lives in the heart. Mm. So when we drop into our heart through taking a few deep breaths and centering, we can access the energy of a past life in the now. Mm. I can go back in time to 3,000 years ago, call that experience into my heart, mm. experience it in the now. And with the wisdom I have of this woman who sat here, I can nurture that energy. I can wrap my arms around it. I can visualize it. I can send it love and compassion, thank it for its lessons and send it on to you. That's how we heal the wounds of the past in the present moment. Very simple, real experience. Energy is only ever, ever mm. present. So, would you connect with your heart and say, "What is the aspect, identity, time, place that I want to connect with that that needs to be healed, that needs to be, you know, um, loved?" Is that what you would like ask to be able to get there? With, with me, my story, um, I, I receive signals from the universe in, in the outer world. Everything is a sign. And so I get guidance about uh, what I need to do through literally animals, through mm. signs, literally words on cards, through feathers. And I go, okay, so this is about this. I have this deep sense of knowing, okay, wow. this is about this life. I, I only have done this work to connect with two pinnacle points in my history, my soul's history, mm. because they were affecting my current life. Wow. And I talk about in the in my books, these love teachers, my relationship with men. My relationship with men in my current life has been a bit disastrous if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> and it relates back to it relates back to the past. Wow. Who I've been healing the karma of my masculine going way, 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 way back. Wow. And one of the characters, if you like, who I played in my past was a simple man. And all these signs, and I know his name and I know who he is, and you know, wow. the signs were always there, all there. So what I've been able to do is I can connect physically, I can see in my third eye my life in that time i mean it's there it's physical mm. because it is actually in the quantum world as your previous guest talked about it's all there what that means is if it's all there so is everyone that's ever been in this mm. existence there. so your family that passed over all the ascended masters jesus buddha um einstein i talked to einstein the whole time i've written a whole book about quantum physics were part of my book. I've never studied physics in my life, but I talked to Einstein, I said, okay, tell me, he equals MC squared, tell me what it's about, and he comes through. 
we can access the wisdom of the universe just by being so open and asking the question. That's so beautiful. So where do people, and I know you talked about doing meditation, going deep within, where do people start on getting that level of connection with the infinite intelligence? So, yeah, that's a really good one. And so this is, my son is 11 now, and he told me this when he was seven. And he's a little Buddha, my son, he's amazing. So, mummy, all you need to do is five minutes in the morning Five minutes at lunchtime and five minutes before you go to bed. That's it. We, it's that simple, Chris. We overcomplicate this human beingness. Wow. You know, wow. we sit and you just close your eyes, take a few deep breaths. The breath is the gateway, as everybody knows, to the heart. It's the constant. The air is the last to go. It's the winds, mm. and you just sit with yourself. And it's a discipline, but it's a simple discipline. I I do it the minute I wake up, sometime throughout the day and before I go to bed. And you sit, and as you sit, you know, you quiet the mind and you sit. And this voice, for me, it's a it's a voice inside that talks to me, and it's it's quite visual. And there's a sensing, you know, there's all the different clairs they call clairvoyance, mm-hmm, clairvoyance. Mm-hmm their audience we it doesn't and nothing might happen and that's okay but over time you'll just get this mm-hmm. people know there's not one person on this earth who doesn't know that feeling mm-hmm. feeling that knowingness that aha uh-huh, okay that stillness and that's all you need to do and then gradually you increase if your heart's desires you don't have to mm-hmm. you know we are born into this world perfect. We all are. We have everything we need inside us. But we, we wrap our lives in these stories that tell us we're not worthy, we're not good enough, that we should have, could have, would have. We, sh- we don't have to do a thing. We actually have to stop doing it all and just be. And when we be, which is the theme of the second book, which is what death teaches us, this divine energy comes that is way more pure than anything that our limited minds can ever give us. You are living a very unique life uh, that a lot of Westerners are not living. Yeah. Everyone's on their own journey and their own path and like discovering their own gifts. Uh, I'm curious, like what, what do you say to someone who's like caught up in the achievement, like in just like out to to impact so many people's lives? You know, like that's something for for me and for the people I'm around. A lot of coaches and you know people who want to make a massive impact. Um, how can we get off that that treadmill, so to speak, of always wanting more and always wanting to to be the best, like in a almost an unhealthy way, be the best version of ourselves? given me goosebumps saying that because that's exactly you know because it's a choice it is a choice Uh, I learned to live this life the hard way death Mm. you know I I was smacked again and again and again by death you know I lost I I identified I was a corporate wife Mm. I had the, the big car the five holidays a year the big house 
the most beautiful, married, we perfect couple. I identified who I was through that being, through that label. Mm. And when my husband died, everything was taken away because I, there was nothing inside. I was dead inside, you know, and I had to build myself up again from the inside out to, to realize that, you know, we had a great life. And, and if truth be known, if he hadn't died, I would still be living that life. You know, that's, that's really plain to see. But it was an opportunity for me to honour the life that he had mm. because he's not here to live it, to say, okay, what, do, what really makes you happy? And we all know that all of that stuff, none of it, none of it makes you happy when you're mm. dead inside. None of it fills your heart with joy. What fills your heart with joy is magical moments, being with your children, being with your loved one, walking by the beach, you know, making love to a partner, all stuff which is free, you know. It's the simple things in life, but it is a choice. And I, I'm kind of leading the way. There are many people, we, we call ourselves, we live outside the system, you know. Mm. So, um you know, I, I write books. I live in India. Don't get me wrong. The West, I've had to work for 20 years in the West to build up some financial security to support this life. So, you know, I, 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 it's about integrating for me now. I've done that, that work, but it's about knowing when enough is enough. That's really important. Do you really need that other pair of shoes? Do you really need, you know, that bigger house? Do you really need that promotion? Knowing that you never know when you're going to take your last breath. Mm. You know, nobody. We've just recently lost a friend here. Uh, mm. She was 35. A yogi, she was like me, traveling the world, running yoga retreats, helping people. She was beautiful. Mm. And and she died suddenly unexpected. So we never know. Mm. We never know. So I think you have to, it comes back to how we started this interview, you have to check in every once in a while and really ask yourself, is this making me happy? Mm. I'm curious, how do you balance the desire to serve people and solve solve challenges and heal wounds? We have books, we have social media, all these things. Um, you get to be, and sometimes that being requires that you, it's not about the achievement. It's not about going and solving lots of people's challenges. It's about being present with yourself. Uh, I'm curious, how do you balance being and saying, hey, I know people are counting on me. There's wounded people who my message will make the difference for. Uh, how does how does how do you balance that? Yeah, that's a really good question because I see you do that a lot with your work and those who give the most, I'm saying this to you, but I'm saying it to me, mm -hmm. often give the least to themselves. So this is actually the last interview I'm doing for the next three months because I'm giving to myself. Mm -hmm. And it's so important because there are so many wounded healers out there. You don't need to be wounded. Mm -hmm. What is the point if you don't do it for yourself first? 
what is that is making us. So we only truly have responsibility for ourselves. Mm. We only truly are our light. But by being that light, by shining the brightest at the highest vibration, you can affect hundreds of thousands of people by doing nothing. Wow. I, um, there's a book called Power Versus Now, and it, 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 you, know, you know this book. It's an amazing book, and it looks about the forces of energy. Mm-hmm. Fear vibrates down here in love. By vibrating at the heart in love, by doing nothing, you are affecting 750,000 people on earth every single moment of the day. Because by the nature of physics, when you do the work and shine your light, you're pulling up the consciousness of the whole cosmos anyway, because that's how life is. So we, we, we've we sold ourselves this story that we have to be out there doing, doing, doing as healers. Effort, effort, money. effort in the 3D world is what we've sold ourselves on. We don't need to. We don't. We're here on Earth to experience love and joy and bring that wisdom back to source. That's it. We're here to be the best that we can be and live in the moment so once we realize this, we, we slow down a bit. You know, I have to, I'm a Gemini, I'm a power woman. You know, I've come from this background of do, do, do. I was head of planning at the BBC. I mean, I had a list like this. So I really, you know, I really have to pull myself back and go, you know what? Okay. I do what I, I write about in my books. Every now and again, I stop and I... I go back to basics and I say, is this making you happy? Because you can create a new treadmill in the in the holistic world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just reinvent it for yourself and it all becomes about doing, doing, doing. So thank you for raising that. And and to there are many healers and really conscious, beautiful people out there. Put yourself first and go back to basics and just be. And it will come anyway. It will come anyway. If it's meant to, it will come. So good. So good, Dee. I want to dive into your books because I think those are a big part of you and your gifts to this world. Let's talk about the first book because you have three. I want to dive into each of them. But the first one, uh, what is the book about? What do you want our audience to know? And what can we like implement from it today? So the first book is called The Truth, My Journey to the Other Side, and it's in three parts. The first part is my life, my journey up to, I started writing that book when I was 45, so my journey up to there, the story of losing these partners, my husband included, and and how I was raised as a Roman Catholic and all the conditioning that came with that. Mm. And then I go into my awakening where I stopped and spent a year doing silent meditation every morning and and how that affected me and how that brought me back to my heart Mm. I guess and then the third part is actually the healing journey and I take each chakra and I look at the psychology it's based on human psychotherapy Mm. and I look at each chakra 
from the root up to the crown and how we as human beings develop through the chakra system and the issues we have to deal with. So the first chakra, the root, is about our, our childhood story and our mm. root and our grounding. And if that's not healed and cleansed and aligned, we can't go further. Mm. If we're still holding on to pain from the child, so I give the listeners exercises to do within a child work and, and how they can. The one thing I, I come across with many people is that they're stuck in the first and sh- second chakra because they blame their mothers and fathers for the life they had. And many of us who work in the holistic field have had difficult childhoods. But you know what? We chose that mum and dad to learn the lessons that we that make us who we are today. So we have to thank them. Mm. Even if it was difficult, we have to understand that they only did the best that they could at the time with the information they had. And so a lot of that book, the first book was about me reconciling my childhood story to where I am now. Wow, that's beautiful. So that getting the energies cleared, cleansed, you got to get to do that inner work first so that we can build upon that and like really, you know, connect to the the highest heights of our, our, you know, energetic bodies so to speak like the what the infinite potential we got to be able to ground first we got to have a clear clean grounded signal energy to be able to do that absolutely yeah wow that's beautiful so that's book number one right that was all that is in in book number one and then tell us about book number two and what were the biggest takeaways from that so book number two is called the truth is the art of being and this is the book I really didn't want to write. Mm. <laughs> All about death. Yeah. And this is, I think, the first time anybody has brought Eastern philosophy in the mm. Tibetan Bardo, which is the science of living and dying, with Western thought. So mm. I bring the two together in this book. And I trained, I go back to England and I trained to become a soul midwife. And this book looks at how we live and die as elemental beings Mm -hmm. as energetic beings as soul as spirit it goes into it in great detail and i've tried the bardo if you've ever tried to read it it is a really complicated Mm -hmm. (laughs) a lot of the old scriptures a lot of the old wisdoms that have come from the vedas and thousands of years ago they're so complicated. Mm. They are so complicated. And I've studied many of them. And what I've tried to do is take the Bardo and bring it into 21st century language mm. so that you and I can understand it. So this is a book. It's beautiful. It's deep. It talks about how we are elemental beings, how when we die, how the earth leaves the body first and then the water and then the fire, and then the air. One, one, Just one thing I want to share with our listeners is that when we die, when we're pronounced dead, the heart stops. That's called the outer dissolution. There is an inner dissolution which takes about 20 more minutes. 
And what happens is the essence of the father, which is the white essence, and the essence of the mother, which is the red essence, join at the heart. Mm. They join together. The chains of the heart fly open and spirit and soul leave the body into the ether. Spirit is the imprint of who we are in this life and is there and lives on forever. And the soul reincarnates into the next life. So this is the same process. The gateway to creation when we die is the same process as how we come into life. Mm. The father essence through the sperm and the mother essence through the egg meet at the heart of the new being being created mm. and then a life is born. It's the gateway to creation through sexual sexuality, sacred sexuality and death. It's the same process. Wow. I am blown away. I wanna I wanna make sure I dive into this and get this because this is this is huge. Um, so the father you said is the spirit and the mother is the soul. Did I get that backwards? You can you can analyze it like that. I put, yeah, you know, I, I actually thought and saw, yeah, meeting each other, mother, father. Mm. It's the dualistic winds. Right. That when we become enlightened, the two come together and then are forever as one. Mm. That's, you know, we're connecting always. You know, we say father in heaven. Right. It's not, it's in our hearts. Mm. There's a monster. <laughs> If I start all like this, I'm trying not to get bitten by mosquitoes. So, um, you need to read the book. If anybody, if anybody is struggling with death mm. of someone they love, I, I encourage you to read the book because it's the hardest thing to lose somebody who's so dear to your heart, but they are still there. They've just changed mm. from being in a gross form in matter to being in spirit and mm. they, they live inside your heart through memories but also through everyday connection even now you mm. can commune with them um, in this 3D world we think it's very final when we leave this earth but we're just literally changing going down that tunnel of light and then we're, we're moving to just a different energy and if you think as above so below so there are seven different, there's the astral realm, and then there are seven different realms of, of the heavenly planes. Just as there are on Earth, we, we're all vibrating at different levels of consciousness here on Earth. Mm. So imagine Earth, there are schools, there are hospitals, there are gyms. Same, same, same as above, so below. It's, mm. And the grosser forms when we move through, are almost like we're almost like in form. We experience life as if we're in form when mm. we pass over. And the higher we rise, we become more light and more love and more energy. We become less formless and we become beings of light. And our experience in these realms is we can move, you know, through mountains. You know, our senses are, are nine times more powerful than they are in the growth world. And the reason I know all of this is since I was a little girl, I've been helping souls that are stuck in the astral realm. I've been moving them to the light. It's called the work of a psychopomp. Um, so I have that gift. 
which is the gift that I, I, I've been denying all my life and was really scared of. And I start the book by telling the readers about me experiencing this and passing many souls. And there are, there are, aren't many of us out there who do that but on earth there are we we kind of clear up the afterlife um mm. the souls that are stuck and we send them to the light because we're not frightened of this transition because we go there every night we leave our bodies and we go and then we come back mm. So, so good. I love this. I'm, I'm just uh, blessed to be experiencing this. I know everyone who's listening or watching right now um, or replay, whatever the case may be, it's like, it's beautiful. It's so, so just awesome. And uh, I love what I'm hearing so far. And I want to dive into the third book, D. And uh, tell us more about the third book and what is the biggest, um, yeah, biggest mission with it. So, one thing to recap, I never planned to write these books. <laughs> when I came to India and um, my first book, if I, I tell you a little story, I, my son was only one when his daddy died and that broke my heart because I realised he'd never know his dad. Mm. So my first book was actually meant to be for my son mm. to remind him of who his dad was and I used to handwrite it in journals and I would mm. I still have those journals and that's to give to him when he's eighteen. But so many people said to me, You've got to write the story, do you know, you've got to write this you've been through so much. You need mm. to share this. So it turned into book one, which was published. But throughout all of the books, there was this kind of divine force that was willing me to get to book three. Mm. So I never planned to write a trilogy. And I sure as damn never planned to write a book about Jesus and Mary Magdalena and the Holy Grail and this mad, I mean, adventure that I went on. And I literally went across India and to France on the search of the Holy Grail. Unbeknown to me, I, I call myself like the, the Bridget Jones of the spiritual world because most of the time I haven't got a clue. I'm just... I'm just so open to this, the wisdom. And I go, okay, that's where I need to go. Oh, and then I go, oh. And I start putting together the pieces of the jigsaw. And it, what it was telling me was that I was connected to the biblical story through uh, this energy who is in my auric field. So she's part of me. Mm -hmm. And her name is uh, Lady Sara. And she is... Uh, one of the um, sisters of the roses, one of these divine lights. And she is thought to be many things, but many commentators would say that she is the daughter of Jesus and Mary Magdalena. Mm. So, and she is also thought to be other things. And it's not up for me to actually claim anything, mm. but I am one of 11 people who has this, energetic imprint in my energy field so I can access her and she was sending me on this this search to find out about Magdalena mm -hmm. and there are many people now who are working with divine feminine energy and Magdalena energy mm -hmm. but I was not working with it I was experiencing it I was living it it was part of me and I was going oh that's my life so my third book is really the work of the goddess um, and it's the work of bringing the wisdom of these ancient goddesses that have been buried throughout time to life now mm. so I do 
a lot of work. I, I talk about sacred sexuality and it's the earthly life of Jesus, uh, which is missing from the scriptures from the age of 12 to 30. Many, many people have been writing about it, but I was kind of experiencing it through my own life going to places that Jesus had been. My car in India when I landed was called Jesus. And people used to go, oh, who's this new girl? Who's Jesus? I said, it's me, mine, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? There were so many things that were connecting me to this story of the divine union of the masculine and feminine uh, and the pathway, the teachings of the way. I'm a way shower, so I'm one of the... Um, old disciples, new disciples, if you like, is called The Way. And it's about bringing the masculine and feminine energies into the heart. So it's, again, it's about realigning the mother and father essence. And it's about asking us, it's called integration, it's called realigning, it's coming into the heart, which is why it's called the truth within the heart of love. Mm. But I was able to go into my heart and access these wisdom teachings which I, all three books, I pulled together. It's called The Ten Ways to Live in Divine Union. Mm. It's a poem that's come from these teachings, which um, I can share with your listeners if they'd like to hear. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll drop down. I have to read them. Cool. So this is The Truth Within, Ten Ways to Live in Divine Union. Sit in silence and hear the sound of your soul. Listen to the one who is in control. Let your heart be your guide. The wisdom of the universe is inside. Be the best that you can be, for it's only in the moment that we truly see. I am outside looking in. Life is an illusion. There is no sin. You are a ripple in the universe, creating each moment for better or worse. Our purpose on earth is to love without remorse and to bring this wisdom back to source. Hidden behind the stories we tell is a magical love and it's under your spell. The alchemy of suffering is not what it seems. It's an invitation to step into the heart and live your dreams. There is no right or wrong. Love is the essence in every song. And truth cannot be known. It is ever-changing and not yours to own. It's beautiful. It was beautiful, Dee. I, I was getting like chills feeling yeah. that and just like letting my cells and my body and my energy resonate with that and receive that. So thank you. You're welcome. That's what these books are about, is that is those it's about a way to live for a new paradigm, which is peaceful, loving. And it's what that divine couple stood for. It's not about the way we've lived. It's about the way we can live now, right now. Mm, so good. So you mentioned you're going to be taking three months to yourself. 
what does that what does that look like? What does that play and reconnection look like? You know, I'll let you into a secret. The minute when I think I'm I'm doing nothing is when I, I start getting really busy. So there is um, this fourth book, which is based on the ten ways to live in yeah. divine union, is already being seeded. That's kind of already there. It wants to come out. But I'm trying I'm trying to just sit with it and mm. to, to do everything that I tell others to do, to sit in the silence, go back and listen and and just ponder and wait. Um, my son and I are moving. We're, our time in India is coming to an end. So we're moving to Bali. What? In, when are you moving? In January. Oh, man. So we are, uh, yeah, so we're just trying to enjoy this magical place because she's gifted us so much. She's mm. gifted us so much. So it's a little bit about, you know, just regrouping and, and moving on to the next stage in my life. So yeah. it's exciting. That's amazing. Um, you also mentioned that you're giving a portion of your income to yeah. uh, like something you believe in. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, one of the fundamental principles which comes through this work is to share. Yeah. We must share our gifts, whatever they may be, financial or um, time, love, whatever. We, there is an abundance. There is no reason why any child should go hungry. Mm. And when you live in India, you see it every day. So I pledge to give a third of the proceeds of my book sales to anyone in need. And mm. At the moment, we're building a new school in our community, so um, I've donated some money to that. And I do many things. It Intention is everything, Chris. Whatever we do, when the intention comes from the heart and it, it comes through giving with love, then we get more and more abundance. But we need to start sharing with those around us. So. For me, it's not about selling millions of books and getting rich. It's about selling books so that I can use that money to help others. It's that simple. What's the point? Hundred percent. D. This is absolutely beautiful and uh, really a blessing of an experience. Energetically, uh, anyone who's tuning in, I'm sure, is just like. I feel opened, I feel more loving, more present in my heart, more aware, more self-aware, like tapped into the truth, right? That's what your books are about. That's, that's what you're about. And I, I fully acknowledge you for being that in this conversation. And I can predict everywhere, <laughs> everywhere in your life. And I think it's really, really special how you show up and who you're being in this lifetime for the planet, for the world. Um, so I want to tell people how they can stay connected with you, how they can get the books, and what would you like their next steps to be? Yeah, so um, my website, ddelaney.co.uk, if you want to read a little bit more about me, but you can buy my books um, on Amazon, on Barnes & Nobles, and globally in as an e-copy or also as a paperback book. So. Mm -hmm. Um, enjoy, mm. enjoy, bye, enjoy. What 
one thing that anybody who reads them is because they come from the heart. There's a vibration uh, which you're feeling now that's been written in the words. And you know, I'm I'm a healer. I, I can't talk this because I don't like to claim anything. We're all healers, but there's an energy that's come into these books, and you'll feel that. You'll feel that um, in the books. You'll feel that, and it will help you. So if you're suffering. If you're struggling, if you really want some help, then start with book one and, and see where that takes you. Mm. There's a heart. The heart connects always. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dee, thank you so much. And everyone, they can search your book. They just search The Truth. Is that what they search for on like Amazon or something? Yeah, The Truth, Dee Delaney. There's also an American footballer called Dee Delaney. He's a great big black. <laughs> a tiny little half. <laughs> I love him. I want to meet him one day. I think he's an NFL player. Wow. So I think I love I love the fact that we're completely opposite ends of the scale, but I'd mm. I'd love to meet him one day. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's it's the uh twin twin flame identity, right? Yeah. Using using that name. <laughs> it's so awesome. funny when you Google yourself and you find out Oh my God! There's another fifty of me. Mm, yeah, I'm I'm Dee Lady Orton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love Thank it. Thank you so much, and to your listeners for Thank giving you. me this opportunity mm. to talk yes. about my work. I'm truly grateful for it, and a beautiful, what a beautiful gift you're giving to people. Thank you. Thank you, Dee. And I'm excited to see what you create and birth into the world and stand for in the future. Uh, I feel like this is really, you're in momentum, you're in your flow, in your stride of love and of giving your greatest gifts and serving the world in a big way. So uh, keep focusing on you, who you're being, and just be in that love for everyone to be reminded what it's like. Thank you so much for being here. We'll see you soon, okay? From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life? What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.employeeescapeplan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, master yourself, 
create your reality and make every day your best day ever.